Life is going to give you challenges, struggles. It's going to force you to face your fears. Even though these may feel like your worst enemy, in truth, these are actually your greatest allies. My name is Lance Isios. Welcome to the University of Adversity. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to University of Adversity. This is your first time tuning in. Welcome, all you regular listeners. Welcome back. I appreciate all of you. If you're watching this on YouTube, no, I didn't cut my hair and I uh, trimmed down the beard. I look like a baby face now, but that's all right. I wanted to switch it up. I just have my hair tied back. I'm wearing a hat. You know, I like to I like to change things up. I like to change it up, especially in this hot weather in Miami. It was nice to clean up the beard and tie the hair back. Right, threw the hat on. I used to wear hats all the time when I recorded these and I realized I haven't wore a hat in a while. So here we go. You guys, I really wanted to do this solo episode because I, I haven't recorded one in a while and there's so much going on in my life right now. There's so much that has happened, so many changes and I want to share them with you. It's been a while since I did a solo about my own life. Usually I'll do short solos. And, but this one, I want to, there's some stuff that I'm doing in my life and I want to tie in some lessons that you can take away in your life because the stuff I'm doing, I always look for the lessons and how I can help teach the concepts that I'm learning because it's a, it's a never ending process of learning. I always say, always be a student of life. And what I can do is share with you my experience with what I've been going through and hopefully you can apply it in your own life so you don't make the same mistakes. But, you know, in life, sometimes we got to make mistakes to learn. And, you know, my goal is to give you some information so that maybe you won't make the same ones I did. But so here we go, guys. Where are we at? As I'm recording this, this is June 20th, 2022. It's kind of weird to say 2022. It's I like I remember when it was 1995. It's crazy. Like I'm serious. I remember 1995 when I was 11 years old so clearly. And year 2000 seems like yesterday. Anyways, so I'm currently in Miami, Florida, as some of you may know. If you're new to the show, go back and listen. There's lots. I've been in all over the place in the last year. Last year I was in Costa Rica, then I was in Florida, then I was back in Vancouver, and then I was back in, then I was in Mexico for six months, and now I'm in Miami, and I'm deciding where to go next. So I've been traveling, and I've been here for a couple months. After Mexico, coming to Miami was a great breath of fresh air to be able to sort of bask in the abundance of this city. And I decided to take on a bit of a, a mental toughness program. I don't like to call it a challenge because Andy Fursella, who created this, this program, doesn't like that. And I don't like it either. I decided to start 75 hard. Now, but okay, first, before I get into this, here's, here's some stuff I want to cover today. I want to talk about 75 hard. I want to talk about, tie in some lessons. I want to talk about entrepreneurship adapting, pivoting, all these different things, talking about the real life experience of tuning into intuition and some new stuff that I'm working on and a current update with all the things that I've been working on. So I just wanted to give that before I dive into this because there's, there's a lot I want to cover and I think it's going to help a lot of you in different ways. So <clears throat> 75 hard. A lot of people ask me, why did you, why did you start this program? And it's immediately people almost go on the defense like, oh, well, I don't, I don't know about that. I don't know why you would do that. I don't know why. I, I can't do that, blah, blah, blah. And it's kind of funny because even when I quit drinking and I tell people I don't drink anymore, people are like, oh, well, it's okay to have a glass of wine. It's okay to have a beer. Here's the thing. I don't care what you do. You do whatever you need to do. You're a human, sovereign human that can decide what you want to do, right? We all know our strengths. We all know our weaknesses. We all know the things, the vices that we should probably get away from sometimes, right? We have to be aware. It's not about what everybody else is doing. It's about what's good for you. And for me, I noticed that I was lacking mental toughness in certain areas. 
Yes, I've been through resilience. Yes, I talk about adversity all the time on the show. But in real application of real life, I was finding I was cutting corners in areas of my life that I wasn't proud of. And what I started to realize is that when you do that, when you when you cut corners in certain areas, you start cutting corners all over the place. Okay. And 75 hard has been something that has been on the back of my mind for a while. And it actually came to me in meditation. It's like, you need more discipline, Lance. You need more discipline. You know, like it's, and, and I just kept, kept coming up and coming up and I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this. I attempted it in 2020. I got eight days and I, I fell off, but this time I was serious about it. I, I was like, I'm going to do whatever the fuck it takes to get this done. So for those of you that don't know about this, and I'm not an affiliate or anything for this, I just think Andy Frisella put together a genius program. And <clears throat> the program is this, two 45-minute workouts a day. People think that's a lot, but really it's not. It's just think about 90 minutes. They're broken up into two workouts. One has to be outside. Okay. You got to drink a gallon of water. People also think that's hard to do, and it's really not. Like, you know, if you're drinking water when you get up throughout the day, it's not hard. Like I go through way more than a gallon, 10 pages of reading a day, which is awesome. Cause I just do that in the morning. First thing I do lately is reading, which has been amazing. Stick to a diet. So my diet has been kind of like paleo, low carb, keto. So just real healthy foods, no bullshit. You know, sometimes I'll have more veggies. Sometimes I'll have less, I'll have fruit, meat, but mostly high quality protein, mostly meat, eggs. And depending on my the, the workouts that I'm doing, like if I plan on going super hard, I'm going to probably have a little bit more carbs, but I've been playing around with it. I've been going deep into keto. I've been using some exogenous ketone tools and they've been really helpful, but I've been playing around to see what my body is capable of because there's so many limitations that we tell ourselves from the past. Like, I can't do this. My body can't do this because of I don't have enough carbs or I, I, I can't do this. And these are the stories we all fall into. So I'm like, fuck that. Let's just try this out. Let's go super, super low carb and let's see what I can do. There's days where I just surprised myself and I was like, wow, I actually don't need as many as I do. But then there's times where it wasn't the case and I felt like I needed carbs. And I was like, interesting. And then there's times where I loaded up on carbs and I felt low energy. It's, it's, it's just, I have found that the hydration part of it in adding electrolytes, I use these awesome electrolytes from Element. Rob Wolf was on the show a while back. He's amazing. But they're called Element Labs and they're like the simplest electrolytes. And I think it's calcium, magnesium, and salt. Like it's, but they're high quality. I pour them into my water, a couple packs into a gallon of water. I drink them and it makes a world of difference. Oh, that was big thunder in Miami. I think a thunderstorm is literally rolling in right now. Lots of those here. It's cool. It's beautiful. But this is the thing which is really great about this program is that here's one of the lessons that I want to show you guys is that when you set your mind to something and you're like, I'm going to fucking do this no matter what. Then the stories of, oh, I can't do two workouts a day, or I can't do that, or I don't have the time, they don't even exist. Then it becomes, what am I going to do? How am I going to make this happen? And then you stop negotiating with yourself because you know it's a must do. You know that you're going to do it. And there was a time also where I started to get sick. And it was interesting because I was on that verge of, Oh, am I going to just fall off? Is this going to be the end? You know where you, you almost make that agreement with yourself when you're sick and you're like, oh, I'm sick. That's it. And you kind of just subscribe to that and you get sick and you, you kind of go through the motions. Normally, that's what we do. But I did something really interesting. I have never done this before. I literally was like, you're not sick. You're going to go to the gym. You're going to go get through this. You're going to get the rest you need. You're going to take care of your body, but you're not going to subscribe to that. Now, look, some people may disagree with me. 
Some people may not. But I have been on that verge before in hockey back in the day where I had to make a choice. Do I, what do I do here? And I really believe it's that mental toughness that it's like, no, I'm going to get through this. And when I chose to not be sick, I'm fucking telling you two days later, a day later, I was back and I forgot I was sick. Someone's like, were you sick the other day? I did a story on Instagram and I looked like a bag of shit. But what I did that night is I just got the fruits, the veggies. I loaded up on ginger, all of it. And I got a great sleep, woke up, felt great. And people were like, weren't you sick? And I was like, oh yeah, shit. I forgot about that. That was something that I just literally was strong. My mindset switched from subscribing to being sick. And this is really an interesting lesson because in our world right now, we're being programmed about people getting sick and that you're going to get this and this and that and you know whatever else you're going to get the you're going to get covid or you're going to get the flu or it's like an expected thing and it doesn't have to be like that yes we're going to get sick yes rest times important but there's also a time that you can decide am i going to allow this to stop me or i'm going to keep pushing forward and this was the one time that I can really remember that I made that shift and it helped. So that was a very powerful internal lesson for me that this is what matters. And this commitment to myself is going to outweigh any of the stories that I'm going to try and get myself out of this. So currently I'm on day 35. I don't go super, super hard every day, I push myself to the levels that I feel is necessary. Some days I feel like I go into the gym and I'm dragging my ass and then I get this burst of energy and I do great. Some days I feel great and I go into my workout, I feel sluggish. The key is to just know, are you moving yourself forward? Are you making the effort to move forward? That's what I say to myself. And yes, it is. Some days I'll do yoga. Some days I'll, I'll walk on incline. Some days I'll go for a run on the beach outside. Some days I'll ride the bike outside. Some days I'll do an outdoor workout, a core, a, a group workout at the gym. I mix it up. But honestly, it's crazy because I haven't been sore. I used to, when I used to drink and eat bad and train, I'd work out one day and I'd be sore for days. I have literally not been sore. And it's weird because I'm sitting here like, why am I not sore right now? I've been working out every day. Like I'm at day 30, what did I say? 35, whatever it is, I have to check. I, I don't even look at the days anymore. And where was I going with that? Shit, I forgot what I was saying with that. Anyways, I'll think about it. Don't you hate that when that happens? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. It's, I wouldn't even, I, I don't even, I don't get sore. Like when I do, I, I'm, I'm not that feeling that I used to be where I like have to take days off. That's another story. And I know people will argue, oh, it's not sustainable to work out every day. And you know what? I'm tired of listening to that shit. If I feel good, I'm going to keep going. I feel better than I've ever felt. I'm 38 years old. I feel better than I've ever felt my entire life in my 20s, in my, in my early 30s. You know, I listen to these stories. All I do is I go back to the days when I played competitive hockey. And when you know that you have to be the best, you got to train every day. You got to go every day. And you just do that. And you recover. If you're going to train hard, you just make sure you're recovering, you're sleeping, you're eating well. That's the thing. Like, You don't need as much days off if you're paying attention to your body and the recovering. Right? Now, everybody's different here. This is, again, I'm not telling you to go and train every day and work your ass off to the bone and push yourself to exhaustion. But I'm also telling you to, to really ask your body and, and, and tap into like your, yourself. Be like, am I accepting limitations because other people say so? Or am I actually listening to my body? If you can't move, if you're tired one day, just and you're doing something like this, just do a light walk as long as you're making an effort. Go yoga, go stretch, whatever. You know, like these things count. And this isn't just 75 hard, but I'm starting to realize why this program is so powerful because 
as you have the structure of the program, right? No cheat meals, no alcohol, stick to a diet, read 10 pages, a gallon of water, two workouts a day, take a progress picture. As you start to stick to this structure, you start to realize what the whole point of it is. And then you want to start develop discipline in other areas. Because now I'm starting to realize, okay, cool. The limitations that I said weren't possible or that plateau that I would get to, I would get to a certain point where I'd work out for a certain amount of time and then I'd fall off. I'd sabotage myself because it's somewhere in there I felt I wasn't worthy where I wasn't capable of getting to this point. I'm getting in great shape now, better, best shape that I've been since I was younger, but I hadn't trained as consistent as as frequently, frequently as I did since I was younger, right? Because, oh, as you get older, it's harder to do this and harder to repair. It's bullshit. That story is bullshit. So now I'm starting to incorporate what other things can I do in my life? So one of the biggest things that I've noticed that's challenged me is getting up early. It's always been something that really early, I'm talking 4.30 and 5 o'clock. And it's, it sucks, but I know intuitively it's what I need to do. It's been the hardest thing for me to incorporate, but that's my next thing is to do that and to really focus on the evening routine from 8 p.m. until bedtime, not allowing, you know, content that is going to sit in my mind overnight that is going to get in the way of my sleep and my 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 sense of well-being. So what I mean is like, I cut out all I'm working on. And one of the biggest things that I used to do when I was younger was watch Netflix and this crap before bed. And it would make me feel depressed and anxious. And then I wonder why I wake up feeling restless. So what I have done recently, I have done off and on for the last 10 years, but I've been really paying attention to it lately is from 8 p.m. until bedtime, I don't allow any sort of negativity or anything like that. Social media, if I feel something is negative, I just, I, I don't want to look at it. I don't want to see it. I don't want to hear about the world. I don't want to hear about Justin Trudeau, COVID. I don't want that shit in my brain before bed. I don't want to watch murder shows. I don't want to watch things that give me this low vibrational feeling. Yes, the shows like Ozark are great shows on Netflix, but how do they make your fucking frequency feel, right? And that is the, the most important time of night important time of day is to be mindful of what we're putting into our brains before sleep because it just marinates in there, right? So I've been super mindful at what am I watching at night? How do I feel before bed? And, you know, one of the things that I want to, I want to start adding in is turning the phone off. It's easier said than done, you know, at eight or nine o'clock, turning it off. Also not consuming food. These things matter because what you do before bed affects your sleep and how you wake up the next day. So I'm looking at myself as I am not being able to get up at 4.30 or 5 because there's too much stimulation at night and, there's not, and I'm eating before or in that window when I shouldn't be. So these are the things that I am working on that I think maybe you guys could find use. And there's just, it, it's interesting because when you start to commit to yourself, you start to realize what's possible. And now I'm also looking at restructuring my day. I'm realizing that I want to have a chunk of time in the morning where it's my routine, it's, un, it's uninterrupted work, and I don't want to take calls until noon. This is something that I want to apply as well because I want to make sure that my morning is guarded with my life. But the thing is, is that before, before I started to do 75 hard, I was kind of all over the place. And what this is doing gradually, I'm only on day 35, we're almost halfway. It's just helping me build this structure of habits and discipline. So once you start with the basics, the basic fundamentals, then you can start to restructure your life and the disciplines in it. You see, does that make sense? So I understand it now. It's the commitment to the thing over a certain period of time that allows you to build that confidence. 
It allows you to keep those promises with yourself that you know that you're going to do, which means you can start to take on more things and, and start to level up. So for me, fitness goals have been something that I have really wanted to strive towards, but I always knock myself off. Now, it's non-negotiable. I'm going to get to the 75 days no matter what. And I'm literally planning my life around it so that I can get it because I know at the end of this what it's going to do. And now this doesn't have to be 75 hard. This can be anything. I'm just sharing with you where I'm at and the self-awareness that I've brought in because we have to pay attention to the things that we do are a reflection of what shows up in our life, right? How we feel. And if you aren't getting the results in certain areas, you got to ask yourself, why is that? How am I thinking? What am I doing on a daily basis? Where am I putting my attention? Right? And it all starts with our habits. It all starts with what we do every day. So if we commit to something that matters long-term, then other things will birth out of that. So something to think about. And I really... I'm really grateful for this program because I just love having things that are just non-negotiable. And it's been a while since I really had that. And it's helping me in all levels of my life. So I hope that was useful for you guys because we got one life, right? We got one body. We got one opportunity. Well, at least in this life. We don't know what's going on in past lives or what our next life is going to be like or whatever. But this life, you know, we can't control what other people do. We can only control what we do. So in order to set ourselves up to win, we must do the things that we need to do for ourselves as soon as we wake up. Because what that does is when you set the tone of your day and you do the things that you know get you to the frequency of the highest level, then what you're doing is you are allowing yourself to create an opportunity to get into flow state. And flow state is where the magic happens. That's the highest vibration. That's where love, joy. It's like when you're doing things, it's effortless. It's playful. That's when you attract the magic. Right. But if you don't have a structure and you don't have a discipline and you just float around thinking, oh, well, I don't want to do that. I just want to float around and let things all happen. You may think that you're just allowing things to float and everything will come when they want to come. But what you're doing is you're actually indirectly creating chaos in your life. Because by not being clear and not having a little bit of structure and knowing the things that you need to do to get yourself to the level, you're actually creating more chaos because there's all this, you, you, you create this energy out there that's disorganized and you don't really know what to do. And then that, that chaos brings you that feeling of uncertainty and shame and not knowing what direction you're going, which actually brings you to a lower frequency, which is crazy because there's all this talk about law of attraction, which I love and, and just letting things flow. Yes. But I really sat down and thought about this. What is flow state? How do you get there? For me, I get in flow state when I can do the things that I know make myself feel good, connected, and tapped in. So for me, that's journaling, that's meditation, that's reading, and that's knowing that I have a structure and a plan to succeed. And when I do those things, I feel better. And then my next step is that I've given myself the opportunity to win. And then the next thing becomes easier. And then everything else around me becomes almost like a bonus and nothing is going to get me down because I've set myself up with the things that I can control first. And then what happens? That's when I can step into flow. That's when I step into the highest frequency because things are, I've controlled what I can control. I know I've done my best. I know I've done my best in the present moment. And then I just trust and let things unfold. If shit hits the fan while I'm throughout the day or whatever, 
it's never going to be as bad because I know that I've done my best in controlling what I can control. That's it. I can't control what anybody else is doing. I can control what I consume. I can control if I allowed social media to take me on a ride, control if I allow people to influence my, my judgment, all this stuff, right? All we can do is control what we can control. If you get up, this is what I used to do. I used to think, oh, well, I'll just let things flow. Well, you get up if you don't, if you know deep down that you do better with a bit of structure, but you don't do it, then you're just going to float and then you're just going to go from thing to thing. You're not going to feel organized. You're going to feel like you're not doing your best. And then what's going to happen? You're going to get low level feelings because you're going to be confused and things are going to be chaotic. That's the, that's the thing. It's like seeking, seeking the challenge in the present moment actually brings you more peace. But when you try to avoid the present moment of seeking the challenge of doing the thing you know you need to do, it actually creates more chaos. That's the crazy paradox. There's a reason why Jocko Willing says discipline equals freedom. Because when you create discipline, oh, my mic fell off there one sec. My phone. When you create discipline within yourself, you actually create that freedom. That's the, that's the irony of it. So highly recommend you guys Figure out some sort of discipline that you have. Start yourself off with the, on the, with the day right. Number one thing I can say to you is don't, do not look at your phone. Leave it on airplane mode until you set yourself up and you do the things that you need to do first for you or your family or whatever. Don't give in to the phone until you, have, you are in the driver's seat, right? A lot of people turn on their phone, including myself, and I become a passenger of my life. I start to react, react, react. Instead of being in the driver's seat and I'm in control. I've done my things. Now I turn the phone on. Now I can, I can give myself some time. It's a really wild ride when you don't do those things. And you let your phone, your emails dictate your life. I've done it. I've looked at my phone and I've spent hours. And I'm like, well, I got to work on my phone. But really, what work have I done? And ask yourselves that, you guys. How many times have you gotten lost in the matrix of your phone because you don't take control of yourself and the habits? There's a reason these, these things are so addicting. is because they can take over our thoughts. They can take over our emotions. So if we don't program ourselves to, to kind of put our body armor on for the day, then we're going to allow it to take over our life. So a little bit of a kind of went off there, but that's important. So 75 hard, great habits, whatever program you're doing, it's important, especially if you want to get into flow state, knowing you have something that you're planning for and that you're disciplined, it's going to open up the opportunity to get to that level of frequency, which is what we really want to do, get to that level of joy, love, and happiness. But it starts with ourselves and the commitments to ourself to do the things we know work, all right? All right, second thing I wanted to talk about is entrepreneurship and my journey. So a lot of you guys know everything that I've done has stemmed from this podcast. And, you know, I've got opportunities. I've been able to write a book, which comes out in September. If you haven't gone to get a copy of the pre-sale, go do so. I'm going to be plugging it in the intros and the outros a lot until everybody that listens gets the copy. I promise you it'll change your life. Anyways, I had the opportunity to do that. Working on a TEDx talk as well. My man, Daryl, which I've been kind of had resistance to because there's been a lot going on, but I'm going to be kind of getting that solidified as well. And a lot of you may know, may not, but I founded a podcast agency a couple of years ago called Mike Up. And I don't, my, my issue, the reason you probably don't hear about it or see about it is because on my Instagram or wherever you follow me, I try not to confuse the message of what I'm doing. But that is part of the reason why I think a lot of, there's, there hasn't been as much growth in that is because when I do my personal development work, the podcast, the book, all of it is around 
personal development and mindset. And then I have a podcast company that produces podcasts for businesses and entrepreneurs and founders. The reason I wanted to start that company is because I believe in the power of podcasting as a tool. But to be honest with you, all the things that go into the podcast, all the technical stuff, it doesn't interest me. What interests me is the interview and the connecting of the human and the, the, the vehicle of the podcast. So things just haven't taken off like I've expected. They've been okay. They've been steady, but they haven't been like I expected. And I think this is a big, this is a big point for all you entrepreneurs is the, the ability to be able to feel into where you're at and when it's time to make a change. Now I'm telling you this because I came to a point where we're doing things within the team, the current team structure that I had. And I realized this doesn't bring me joy anymore. This isn't, this isn't fun and I'm not enjoying it. And that's probably why things aren't flowing in. So I had to make some tough decisions. I had to let some people go and kind of start fresh because not that I don't think I could have made it work. I just wasn't, my heart wasn't in it like it was before. But then I asked myself, what do I really love about it, about the whole structure of the podcast? And then I started to think, this is something that came into my awareness about probably eight months ago was we should be doing a guest booking service. And I brought this to my team and I had a lot of resistance at first and I kept pushing and pushing and, but nothing seemed to land properly. And I was like, I really think my area of genius is going to be connecting people to great people. Because as I start to grow as content creators, authors, podcasters, there's always going to be more people. And we're always going to need to build relationships. If you have a business, you need to meet new people. You need to build your network. You need to get in front of audiences. A lot of times, the problem is a lot of these audiences, especially I know specifically in the spiritual community that I'm in, a lot of times, a lot of people are creating the same thing, different, but then they're not getting in front of new people, new audiences. So you end up kind of stuck in the same sort of ecosystem and not getting out and and tapping into other people's audiences. So I started to think, wow, this is huge. Why am I not doing this? Why am I not do connecting the people that I know with other awesome people? So that's the pivot that I decided to make. It just felt a lot better. It felt, you know, like this is, this is where people need help. I've gotten people telling me, can you help me get on shows? Like people reach out and I ignored that for so long. And then I decided, look, we got to start from fresh. So I literally, like, you know, I had to let people go and we had to just kind of start fresh. And now my overhead, everything's a lot less. I got my key people for my podcast itself, but then, you know, and my assistant, that's it. We're starting fresh. And now I don't need as many people. I don't need as much labor because... What I'm doing is, you know, I'm working with, I've partnered up with somebody that I trust and we, we want to come together and serve at a level of connection. And so we've decided to partner up and now I connect him with all my amazing humans that I know. And then he'll, he helps get them on the shows that they want. Our combined network is really powerful. And that's kind of the decision that I started to make is that this feels better. And this is the problem sometimes when we're on entrepreneurship. It's like we get stuck in these ideas that I need to do this, 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 and hammer through and hammer through until it works. Maybe, and that can be the way it is. Look, I haven't made millions and millions of dollars as an entrepreneur, so I'm not here to give you business advice on how to become multimillionaire. But what I do know is that our life and our well-being matters. So if you're doing things that you don't enjoy, I don't think you're going to project the right energy. And I found with podcast production itself, I didn't like the idea of being responsible for 
problems that went on. And, you know, as much as we're still doing it, I'm still offering it, but it's not the thing that I'm like super excited about. And I don't, I, there was part of the thought of, man, if there's mistakes, it's on me. And I don't like that feeling. And, you know, I've just had to be real with myself and kind of go, look, I know I've invested a ton of into ton of money into this, but that's okay. I've learned a lot and, you know, we've had a reasonable amount of success with it, but now I'm like, what do I really want to focus on? I want to focus on doing things that I love and because that's where I can create the most success. So now focusing on connecting great people to great podcasts so that they can grow their message. They can get in front of new people. Now, the amount of people that I've met on my podcast and people that have wanted to, you know, get to know me or hire somebody that's been on the show or vice versa. It's crazy. You know, when I went on Brad Lee's podcast, I got so many new followers, so many people reaching out, right? People have come on my show and got hired and got built new networks. And it's really amazing. So I want to contribute to that. I want to contribute in helping people expand their message helping people get in front of new audiences and build those networks. Because at the end of the day, when shit hits the fan, if when it ever does in the world, the economy, everything, we're all going to need community. We're all going to need networks. We're all going to need to share services, share value, right? Imagine we went to a barter system one day where it's like, what do you have for what I have? You know, like there's always going to be that exchange. So I think it's important to remember connecting people is everything. And that's what I really, that's what I'm really passionate about is is getting people connected in front of the right audiences. Yes, we, we still do podcast production, but it's not something that I'm going to focus on on the front end. Down the road, sure. You know, we start to create the momentum again, build a team, build a new structure. It's always going to be a need and a service. I just, right now, to gain serious momentum, this is what I feel called to do, and I'm excited about it. And while in the same time, you know, we got exciting things happening. We got my book coming out in September. You know, we're going to be, we have my course, Warrior Embodiment. We have a lot of things that I've, a lot of seeds I've been planting into the world that, you know, I'm excited because they're going to come into fruition. And it's one big, it's entrepreneurship and creating your own lane. It's one big puzzle, you know? It's a little bit, give a little bit of there, take a little there, you know, really feeling into what feels right. You know, it's about taking chances. It's about trusting in your abilities, trusting in people. And, you know, I've gotten, I've gone back and forth with this feeling of like, oh, I got burned by this person or I didn't trust or this person charged me this much and I didn't get this out of it. And honestly, you can, you can beat yourself to death all you want, but the reality of it is this. There's no such thing as a bad investment or a bad choice. Yes, obviously, if you lose money and don't get something immediately, it feels like that. But I look at it as I'm investing into the universe. I'm investing into the world, into education of learning, into people. And because it didn't work out in the short term doesn't mean that I didn't get the lesson that's going to propel me forward later, right? So I'm looking at it as I'm just lending it out to the universe and it's going to pay me back in interest. That's how I'm looking at it. Because if we really want to, we can just look at every single person. I'm speaking to you entrepreneurs or anybody that hires people and you can go and you can blame that person for why things didn't work out or this or that or whatever circumstance. And you can do that. Or you can take ownership and go, I did my best in the moment. I brought them on. I worked with them, hired them because it felt right at the time. And now I'm that much smarter and that much wiser. So I'll make a better decision later. But sometimes we had to do those. We had to make those decisions. And I would rather risk things and take a risk on myself and people and trusting and my vision than to sit here in fear and hold and 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 scarcity and hold on to this lack mentality of like if it doesn't work out oh no and just not ever invest because what you're doing is you're saying you don't trust yourself and i've always 
one of the biggest things of this healing journey is that I've learned to just trust myself. I've learned to believe that I must believe in myself fully or who the fuck is going to believe in me. This is a lesson for all of you guys. If you don't believe in yourself, how can you expect anybody else to? Belief is the number one thing you need to figure out. You need to get to the root of why you don't believe in yourself. It's not always easy, but it's a responsibility for you to really tap into your greatest and truest potential is to fully fuck yes, 100% believe in yourself. And it takes work. I've had to sit with ayahuasca, plant medicine, other psychedelics. I've had to sit in meditation retreats. I've got to learn and sit in the fire of kundalini yoga. I've, I've had to sit and cry and, and journal and meditate. And there's been so many different modalities that I've done. And it's all helped me clear out the bullshit. And to get to clear that out into the truest essence of who I am. And that's the truest form, that love that we all have. But it's unlearning all the bullshit. It's unlearning the stories and the limitations of the people that have come into our life and tried to fuck things up. And look, I don't mean they, they came in to teach you a lesson. I don't mean to come from a victim place. But there's these people that have gotten the way of our greater good. And it's up to us to remember our potential and to unlearn the bullshit and to tap into that true belief, that true child that we were, that creative ball of light, the ball of energy that was able, that didn't have limitations, that got knocked down and got back up, didn't ask questions, right? That's the level. So depending on your level of trauma, depending on the amount that you've been through is going to determine the level of work you got to do. But that being said, it's all possible. There's tools out there. There's people, if you want to reach out to me and you need help, I will help you. If I can't help you, I know a lot of people that can. That's the thing. You're not alone here. And the reason I do this podcast is to help you guys fucking realize that. You are not alone in this world. Somebody's been through worse than you. And it's about helping and sharing each other's resources. I don't claim to know everything, but I know a lot of people who know a lot of shit. And they don't know everything. But that's the key. That's the relationships you build, right? And I have been committed to my journey and my growth. And what it's allowed me to do is it's allowed me to tap into that inner voice, the truth, the heart, the higher self, God, spirit, whatever you want to call it, because it's clouded and it's blocked if we allow the stuff, the traumas, and all of the things in our lives to run and get in the way of that truth. The truth is that connection we have. So the clearer we can get on that, that path, that light, the better it is to know what our true potential is and to tap into that. But until we're committed to that, it's going to be a noisy road. You're, going to, you're, you're never going to fully believe in yourself. You're, it, there's always going to be the stories of limitations or other people or social media. You have to find it within yourself and you have to find out what are my limiting thoughts? What are these emotions that come up? Why are they? Get to know them. Give them love. Get to know those things, those emotions, those. Think of it as, as your, your child knocking on the door trying to get inside. And you just got to let that, that child in. Give it a hug and love it. And then it doesn't have power over you. It's part of, it's part of you. That's the, so, it's, it's so powerful. Don't avoid these things. But if you give these things love, you give these limitations love, what happens is that they become part of you and they actually help you see clearer. They help you develop more love for yourself. The more love you have for yourself, the more you radiate love to the world. The more joy, the more happiness you have, the more you become that frequency. And the highest level of frequency, the highest level of money, the highest level of wealth and freedom is joy, love, gratitude. So whatever you need to do to get there, it's your own personal journey and your own personal duty to figure out what that is. Pay attention. What did you do that brought you joy and love? What really does? Is it laughter? Is it comedy? Then fucking laugh. The most spiritually enlightened people are the most happiest, playfulest people. It's not people that are all serious all the time and trying to like tell you what spirituality is and tell you how to act. 
it's the people that are just in the present moment that just love life and that just laugh at it, laugh at it and playful because it's not good or bad. It just is. And the, it's the societal conditioning that makes us think things are bad. Sometimes the bad things are the greatest things that can happen to us. Sometimes the good things are actually the things that make us weak. It's just being playful and happy to be alive and grateful in the present moment is what matters. Laughing at life. Figure out what that is. People seem to think there's this weird thing, like if you're happy or laughing, that it's a weakness. Man, those people that really get it are those people that can just be playful and laugh at life. Honestly, I'm realizing that. I was so uptight growing up as a kid and a teenager. And I came from a family that, you know, was just uptight. And it's nobody's fault. But that's all that we were. That's all we knew. Right? And it's like the playfulness of life is really the key. If you can somehow find that in your heart to be playful and to feel joy and to feel love, you're winning. That's success. Success is the ability to feel joy and love majority of the 24 hours that you're alive or you're awake. Isn't that really the key? You know, when you're laughing and you're having a great time, nothing fucking matters. Nothing. So if we can get to that level all the time, think about what comes into our life. That's the key. That's spirituality. Self-love and being able to embrace life and playful and love at all times, that is spirituality, in my opinion. That came to me today in my journaling too, in meditation. Because I was asking myself, like, what is spirituality? And that's what it is. It's the playfulness for life in the present moment. It's the love for self. The love for your whole totality of your whole spirit. Everything that you've been through. Loving that, you radiate that. And you laugh at life. you playful. You enjoy. You get to joy. The level of joy is what brings more abundance. And I'm finally realizing that in my life. The more joyful I am, the more I bring in. The more tense I am, the tight and tight up I am, the more I close off to the world. So, man, we're all over the place, but I'm just kind of riffing for you guys. This feels really good to kind of share all this to you guys, with you guys. And it's been so long since I just talked to you myself, and this was just super therapeutic, and I need to do this more. If you guys want me to do this more, please, I would love to hear your feedback. Send me an email if you got value from this. We'll put my email down below. Send me a message. Yeah, I think I need to do more solos because I've been getting asked to do that a lot more than I should be showing up more as me. Because what I, you know, I interview a lot of people, but I feel like I'm at a level now where I want to start showing up more as, I don't know, just like sharing all that I've learned with you guys. Like, oh, that's, and if you follow me on social media, if you don't follow me on Instagram, I like to share where I'm at in my life. There's days where I'm like celebrating. There's days where I'm like, fuck, I'm going through some shit, guys. And that's the realness. And that's the connection I want to build with you guys. And I would also love if you have any sort of requests of episodes you want me to dive into, hit me up. Let's go. You know, if you got great people that you like to me to connect with. Let's go. But yeah, I really just want to continue to share my evolution with you guys. And I'm really excited to share my book because it's been such a therapeutic experience. And what I'm going to do here is I think um, we're going to start releasing solo episodes where I'm going to read a section of the book. So I'm going to kind of go into it. I want to explain the warrior concept of what that means from my perspective and like really just help you guys and kind of peel back the curtain of this book. because. You know, I'm, I'm a modest person and I'm like, oh, I don't know what this book is going to do, blah, blah, blah. And even if nobody reads it, it is the most therapeutic experience of my life. But I honestly believe that this book is going to change a lot of lives. I think I communicated my message really clearly and I think that people are going to get a lot out of it because it's everything I've learned. I've laid it all out there. I laid it all out there of my, my formula. And I think it's as simple and as easy as anything can be for you to apply it in your own life. So you can unlock that warrior in you and embody it in all areas of your life. That's the key. The warrior is the most heart-centered, empowered archetype. You know, there's something about the samurai, the Japanese samurai, and these warriors of like the, of past generations, past times, 
that are like, they know how to sit in their heart and they know how to make their decisions based on their intuition. And they're able to fucking be the, the deadliest fucking warrior that they must be to protect their family and what's true to them, right? They need to hold the line. And when they got to attack, they're the fucking best, but they're also the most loving. They're also the most patient. They're also the most well-rounded, disciplined people. Also, men, women, doesn't matter what gender. That's the difference between what it actually means to be a warrior today. There's a lot of the movies, the shadow warrior, where it's just about going and attacking. And there's a lot of this like, you know, alpha dominated society. I mean, I, part of me is alpha, but there's this like over the top balance. It's, it's, they're not balanced. It's too much about the attack and less about the patience. There needs to be the, the, the balance. There needs to be, when do I attack? When do I sit back, get for information? Where do I show love to needs? Where do I show respect, compassion, empathy? And then when it's time to attack, it's game on. And look, I hope that we don't get to a time in our lives where this happens, but it's happened in our generation in the past. It may happen again. I don't know, but we need to be prepared. We need to be able to know what that is. We need to be centered and come from a place of love at all times. Love, not fear. That is the key. So yeah, that's it. If you don't have a copy of the book, grab it. And it's coming out in September. We're going to be putting together some different stuff, but stay tuned guys. Be working on some email sequences, some marketing materials for the book. And yeah, please let me know what your thoughts are. Email me. I want to hear if you guys want to have a chat. I'm going to be doing working in some one-on-one sessions as well. Ask me anything sessions, podcast sessions, or just like mindset stuff. If you're interested in working with me one-on-one, hit me up. And uh, yeah, guys, thank you for listening. I appreciate it. If this is your first time tuning in, you picked a good episode. All, all you regular loyal listeners, thank you whether you've been in with me from the beginning or just joining in now. I love you. I truly appreciate you. And yeah, send you all light, love, and uh, yeah, stay safe out there. Be strong. You are resilient. You are fucking powerful. You are a warrior. Always remember, love. Love yourself. Do the best you can to love all parts of yourself, and you will radiate it in others. People need light. People need you. See you guys.